So the question is that your son wants a sports car. You're worried about it for two reasons that you mentioned. Number one is that you apparently live in a very bad neighborhood where they're going to target you and it's going to get stolen right away. And the second thing is because um, because it's uh, it's winter coming and uh, maybe it's going to slip around, slip and slide. Now, our entire medicine that we have, and this is why I want you to understand, I don't I don't like to give advice. I want you to understand what you're trying to achieve. You're Baruch Hashem, very smart people. And when sometimes when we get a question, I realize that we, we're lost. We don't know what we're trying to achieve. So if I don't know what I'm trying to achieve, then I have a lot of questions. That's why I want to spend the time to explain to everybody what we are trying to achieve. Now, whatever we're trying to achieve is even more so in your case, where you're in a Pikuach Nefesh situation and everything else is not even working. It'll be the same even if everything is working. But here, we're really trying to save this kid, the Gashmis, Benafshis, and Baruchnis, and he's not accepting the gifts, and he doesn't want to go anywhere with you. And, and, and all of that has to change. And, and we're going to work on that, taking out the knife letters and taking out the knife and doing this other trick that I just told you before. We got to get to a place that he should feel worthy to accept gifts. That's how some of our kids are so sick. They don't even feel, have enough self-esteem to think that I'm worthy of a gift. A lot of times it's because they feel like I didn't do anything to deserve it. I don't want you to spend money on me. I I don't feel that it's legitimate. I don't feel that you really like me. I don't feel that I'm, it's all broken self-esteem. And the whole thing is a misunderstanding because the only reason he's not behaving in a way that you would want to give him a gift because he deserves it, quote unquote, deserves out of achievement is because somebody hurt him and broke him. So now you have a guy who, who can't go skiing. So we always, every time our kids ski well, let's say we're Goyim or we care about that and we reward our kids for skiing. Somebody went ahead, took a baseball bat, broke his legs. Now he's in a wheelchair and we're saying, here's a gift. No, no, I don't deserve it. We would never say that. He would never think that. So all this is a misunderstanding. Because the reason he's not achieving is because somebody hurt him and, or he had a breakdown, regardless of, of, of who or what, whether it's from Hashem directly or through a shliach. It's usually from a shliach. Somebody hurt him. Bottom line is he's tzubrachen. He's broken. Because of that, he's not achieving. Because of that, he doesn't even realize that he deserves gifts and, and, and he didn't do anything wrong and that you love him and still al-hanar hazehis falalti and I'm crazy about you and I don't look down at you. And probably, probably a part of that is because we got bad advice in the beginning where we didn't know what to do. So therefore we made him feel because you're not behaving properly that you're undeserving um, of our love and affection. And meanwhile, now we'll, we'll realize over time that the whole thing is a misunderstanding. He's worthy anyway, but the reason he's not performing is because he's sick, mentally sick, trauma, whatever it is. And that's all it is. So especially in his case, where, where it was even more of an important, important question to answer properly, where the only thing you can do for him is boost him. And he's telling you, I won't accept well, anything. I'll only accept one thing. Baruch Hashem. Say Hallel. Say Nishmas. Say, say, say thank you, Hashem. I have something I can give him. I have something I can give him. He doesn't want to take anything from me. And the only thing we can do to heal him, his essence, his core, and to start that he should take from us. And then is this thing, wow, and then you can get better tires and then you can get upgraded this and then you can, there's, there's a, there's a, a way to hook into the nefesh, Hayeled, 
at any age, they're called Yelet. Nefesh Adam, there's, you, you got a hook. And we're going to say, no. Now, what, what's throwing you off? You didn't say, because I don't think he deserves it, because Baruch Hashem, you be trained. You're saying, I want to give it to him. You didn't say even because of the tremendous expense that you don't have. You didn't even say that. So what, what's stopping you? Two things. Very good things. Number one, they're going to steal it. Number two, because I'm worried about the winter. So let me answer number one. Number one is you, and, and, and this is why I'm doing a video because everybody listen up. It's always Negea in a thousand different situations. You're going to have the same thing. Each, each time someone has a question, it's a muscle. It's an example. Take out what the words and the situation and, and put in your situation and you'll see it's the same thing. That's why I wanted to do this. You have to provide and give and be the source of enabling him and pleasure and fun. So he doesn't, God forbid, not have anything or go to, go to find it from other places. Right? That's TP. We, I believe in enabling the kids. Of course, anybody could take any idea to an extreme. It means under my guidance. We're not crazy people. And we never, we never you know, we don't kill anybody. So um, people are like, oh, more people get killed by not enabling, but that's okay because that feels right, than by enabling. So, but it should, nothing should be misunderstood. It's under doctor's orders or fake doctor. You, you give. The fact that it gets stolen, so you're saying, yeah, but he's going to be Tzabrachan. You're the hero. They're the enemy. You have insurance. We give again. We're not going to not give medicine because maybe someone's going to steal his medicine. First of all, maybe not. Second of all, let them steal. The world could be a very, very bad place, but mommy and daddy are always going to be here for you. So if it gets stolen, you have insurance, right? And you give it again. And you're with him throughout his journey. To, to not give him the medicine, the only medicine in this case, but even if, even if he accepted trips and other stuff, but he really wanted this and this would be good for him. And to not give it to him because it's going to get stolen? First of all, if I think you should consider moving. Um, if you're in such a bad neighborhood, you might want to consider moving. Or there are, there are alarms. I don't know. Maybe you should get like a gate or something. I don't know exactly. But the point is, we can't control the world. The medicine is to give. We're going to give. It gets stolen. Great. We give again. Number one. As far as the danger, you get winter tires. I had a parent that said, I don't want to get my kid such a fast car because they drive reckless. I said, I hear you. They shouldn't have any car. Really, I want to get them either um, a bumper car. I wish they would make like a big bumper car that goes like 12 miles an hour. I actually don't know. I think it's a very good business. I don't know why the bumper of a car doesn't go all the way around. Seriously. Should, you know, to help for the sides. We need that. Or I would get maybe a tank, you know, something that, you know, just goes real like slow and steady and because otherwise you know kids go through cars all the time now if you can give no car forever until they're healthy that's the best thing that's not an option so why give a sports car or or a fancy car it's going to go faster the answer is because the other car goes from zero to 65 in 4.8 seconds and this goes in 3.8 seconds that extra second is not the issue. They're going to pedal to the metal anyway. 
So I, I wish you could have a car that, that, that doesn't go, but they're not going to accept that. So the, putting the danger of the fact that they drive on the side, because that wasn't part of the question, you should get this car, get winter tires and do the best you can. You can't, you, it's not good for him to be depressed and in his room and not experiencing the world because you're, you're, you're in Midwest and, and, and it's not going to work. Now, I want to mention a few things. There is something called swap a lease, swap a lease or a rental. You might be able to get a car for three months, four months or five months. That's more like a truck or something. And tell him, we're, we're going to lease you the car of your dreams in five months from now. But for the winter, we got you this really cool, and cool can be a truck. For some kids, it's cool. Cool could be lots of different stuff that's going to be really great for the winter. He may love that. He may hate that. If he hates that, we don't do that. We have much bigger problems than worrying about him having a normal car, or in your case, car, we have much bigger problems than that. And we're not here about the car. We're here about fixing his total emotional state that's ruining his life. So if you think that he will, he would appreciate the, the getting a temporary rental or, or swap a lease where you just take over someone's lease for a few months and you can get another car for a few months, to last through the winter and he would be okay with that. And then you tell him in March or April, whatever, you know, we'll get you that thing. Like here's a certificate, we're getting it, but then, then I'm okay. But still, what are you going to do next year? You're going to have the same problem with the winter anyway. So it's not really a great idea. Just tossing that out. One more thing I want to say, we get a car to go from point A to point B. Maybe we're a little bit also um, materialistic Maybe we also have a little bit of ego. So maybe we also get a little bit of a nicer car than we should. We don't, we don't necessarily get the, the cheapest car to go from point A to point B. Everybody according to their status, right? Fine. But basically, even if we get a more expensive car, we can afford it. It makes sense for us. And we're basically going from point A to point B. Hopefully, hopefully none of us here are getting a car for our self-esteem. Hopefully you all have enough self-esteem that you don't need it from a car. But for your kids, for your kids, you're getting them the car to blow their minds and to make them feel good about themselves. And somebody driving a car that's a super extra car, special car, it's take that extra $300 a month for the, for the name that you'll be spending. Divide it by 30 days. It's $10 a day. That's well, going to be more because insurance will be more. Okay, fifteen dollars a day. 20. It's worth it because they feel better about life. And when you're in a situation where someone's so empty and they have no sipokanefesh from regular life, they have no bits of satisfaction from from Shabbos and Yontif and Tfila and future and um, and friends and looking forward to getting married and to building a life and to going to camp. But they have none of that. We need every bit of sifokanefesh that you can possibly find. So this makes a huge difference. If you take that amount and you drip it in every day, it's worth it to spend three, four hundred dollars extra a month, even though what's it doing? It's good enough. He didn't earn it. He didn't deserve it. It's medicine for the soul because it feels like self-esteem, even if you didn't buy it for yourself. It makes them feel good. They have a reason. They look forward to it. They enjoy driving and people look at them. 
it's worth it to spend that extra money, even if you can't afford it for yourself and you think it's a waste of money. It's a waste of money if you look at it as a healthy person getting a car. It's not a waste of money if you understand that we're trying to rebuild a human being and this is what they need. Also, they'll realize, wow, you really like me because the minimum, you, you could have gotten me a Camry and that's fine, right? Like I got my kids or some healthy kids or, or an Accord or whatever and they were very, very, very happy. But you got me something that I didn't deserve, that I didn't dream of. That means you really like me. And that means I'm likable. Good friend of mine who's a kip, he told me, you know, my parents don't like me. And if my parents can't like me, that means that I am not likable. And a few days later, he tried to kill himself. Our medicine is saying, I like you. I like you. Love, you have to say love also, but much more powerful than love is like. Because they, they don't know what love is until you have a kid. You think love is a lot of like. So if you don't like me, you don't love me. I'm a nuisance. I'm a pain. The world would be better off without me. You would be better off without me. Look how much trouble I cause you. And our message is I like you. And I, and the same way you can like somebody sitting in a hospital, even though he doesn't go to shul and he doesn't daven and he can't function, but you like him and you love him and, and, and he's your child. So too, these kids who are trapped, trapped and they can't perform. And they can't be functional and they can't be from, and they're going through dark, dark, dark times. And your message is, I like you. I like you. Look how much I like you. I, I don't even have this kind of money, but so I'm spending a thousand dollars a month on your car with insurance or whatever. I'm spending, I'm, because, and he's saying, why'd you do this? Wow. First of all, the wow, every time they say wow, that's our medicine. I want their brain feeling wow about something because they have no, they have no, like I said before, no no feelings of goodness in their lives. So we have to give them wows. Um, I know somebody who was very, very low on vitamin D. He's supposed to take like 1,000 milligram a day. So the doctor prescribed, I think it was 30,000, 50,000, something like that, bombs, you know, of, the, of vitamin D to make up for the lacking. So we hear also, I need them to feel wow as much as possible. That's our whole medicine building a relationship that they should accept it from you and then wowing them and wowing them and wowing them. So when, and presenting it in a way, in a cute way or in a fun way or in a shocking way, so many different ways of presenting it. Somebody wrapped the whole car. Somebody put a bow on top of the car and just a ribbon around. Someone went ahead and they took the keys. They put it in a box. They put it in a bigger box and bigger box with a balloon that floats up, whatever. And they made it. And then keys, a kid walked outside. We have a video of that. The kid, hit the roof. He couldn't believe that his father, who's a Rishkoil in Babov, bought his son in Bar Park a sports car that you could hear when it enters Brooklyn. You already hear the muffler going. And then he surprised them by taking out the seats inside that were black and surprised them with red, hot red seats because he knew his son would like that. That kid was suicidal. He overdosed. He almost died. He was off to Derek. He had all, all of the stuff that most of the parents, and today he's alive and he's from and he's married. Our medicine is to look for ways to blow their mind. You have that opportunity now. You have that opportunity and you don't even have other opportunities, but this is the job of every parent to be focused on what am I here for? 
But but if I give it to him, it's going to get stolen. So first of all, you got to give the medicine anyway. Second of all, if it gets stolen, we're going to use every situation. So you're going to give him a big hug. And you say, what's that all about? You say, we have insurance. You're getting another one. Let's go again. No matter what the world gives our kids in pain. And they have a lot of problems because they're dysfunctional. And I also find they have kip luck. They have bad luck. Somehow bad mazel. Somehow old, they're the ones who get fired and they're the ones who miss the, the plane gets canceled. And they're the ones who finally have a job that they like and the guy goes bankrupt. And they're the ones and they're the ones and they're the ones, trauma and pain. And it's sad. It's terrible. But we're always going to be the ones saying, we're with you. I am with you and you're never going to be alone. And that actually is the way to heal trauma. Childhood trauma makes you feel I was all alone in my pain. I couldn't share it. I was stuck. Our tikkun for that is even when they're 20, 30, 40, we're going to be telling them, you're never alone. You're never alone. You have parents. You have mom and you have dad.